Hi, Jerry. Hey, what's up, Louisa? How you doing? Can you see me? I'm doing well. Um, I can see you. Can you see me? Yes, I can. It's wonderful. It's a good picture. <laughs> I, okay, so I'm not blurry or anything, right? No, you're looking good. Doing good. Lighting's great. Okay. Great. Okay, great. I have my lighting gear set up. <laughs> Um, so you're okay. You're kind of blurry, but whatever. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll work with it. <laughs> sure. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Uh, just got re ready for today. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, I I'm very excited too. And I was just telling everyone today about everyone right now in our live about you and how we met at Deluxe. And we actually have a few, you know, deluxers here. We have Anthony. Do you remember Anthony? He used to do all our tech work, our printers and stuff. Okay. I, yeah. I, I have to see his face, but yeah. I <laughs> and then Alina. Yeah, Alina's here too. Okay. So, Jerry, welcome to my live. I'm so Thank excited. You. We finally, you know, may. Oh, Alexandra. Why did I say Alina? Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't kill me. Um, so welcome to my live. We've been planning to do this for a long time, but just a heads up, because I know you're new to live. Yes. Um, you know, it's a very interactive platform. So if I interrupt you because someone asked a question, that's on purpose, because I love to interact with my viewers. You know, I like to see what they're asking and, and you know, just so they don't feel left out, you know, because it's sure. live, you know, and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So, Jerry, tell me about yourself and what you used to do at Deluxe. Well, uh, well, I was at Deluxe. I was in the transcode department. I was there for almost there 12 years. There you go. Yes, yeah. So, so our team, we made the files for all the studios for anywhere in the world, being sending their movies and TV shows over the Internet, getting them for iTunes, Netflix, Hulu, Microsoft, Disney, Sony, all that. It's just, it was a massive undertaking for a long time. Yeah. So I met a lot of great people there. So I'm very happy. Yeah, me too. And, you know, I kept in touch with you for such a long time. And we kind of, we both support each other. You know, you and yes. Alicia and me all together. Alicia's your beautiful wife. And, yes. um, you know, through our journey. So now you don't work there anymore. You actually live in Wyoming, correct? Yeah, uh, my wife and I and daughter Kylie, we moved uh, to Wyoming more than a year ago. And um, we're here working on our podcast. So my wife does online web development, so we are able to be remote if we need to. Yeah. And, cur and currently I'm a reporter at the local newspaper, and I'm doing really great there, so I'm having a good time. Yay, that's so awesome. Reporter, yeah. I know when you told me, I was so surprised. I'm like, jury, a reporter? Awesome. This is great. Okay, thanks for joining everyone. Okay, so um, by the way, I love how you're on mountain time. Can you tell them that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just basically one hour difference. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling my friend today, I'm like, he's, he's on mountain time. It was like, uh, hilarious, no comment. Um, so, <laughs> so let's talk about Legends of the Wind and how that came about and your natural you know, talent that you have, right. that you can tap into people and all that good stuff. Right. So uh, in 2008 and nine, I was volunteering at, with elementary, a bunch of elementary kids. And I um, was uh, basically writing stories for them, putting the kids in their own story. And wow. I found my, my voice, which is called fathering through film. So I learned how to help children 
uh, learn their identity and their destiny through storytelling. And so I never, I never interview anybody for my uh, stories. I don't research anybody, and uh, I just. I tapped into this, what I would say, a, a spiritual or a mystical creative gift. And what I can do is I can, and I don't choose the time or the person necessarily, but I can get a, a story or a vision of a story. And I sit down and I write what I see in here. And I still have to clean it up. I still have to edit it. But yeah. it's more of an experience that I'm getting. And like for you, uh, we reconnected uh, back in the spring. Yeah, and we hadn't talked for a long time. And yeah. After we were telling you, uh, telling you about the podcast idea, I hung up, and I heard in my heart, Louisa will have a story. <laughs> I was like, awesome, that's great, but it didn't come for months, and so I was like, uh, for a while, I'm like, where's the story? And so one night, uh, I heard in my heart again. I heard that Louisa's story will come to you tomorrow night. I'm like, oh, oh cool. my so god! I, so I told Alicia. So my, my wife's a witness. And so I got online at work the next day, and I'm on Facebook. And guess whose birthday it is that day that I didn't know? Mine! There you go. Gemini! <laughs> so, so I had to get into that special creative zone that night, and the story came. And I got, I got the images. I got this, the words. I wrote it all down. I literally got it right here in this room. Wow. I was freaking out. <laughs> because I know, I did not you know. texted me, you called me, and all that stuff. I know. I, I didn't know how this story was going to end. I'm in the middle of it, and I'm freaking out. And I'm like, how is this going to work? Is it going to be satisfying? Is it going to be entertaining? And then I finished it, and I read it to my wife. And she's Aww. like, this is good. So I was like, oh, my God. So I have to get a hold of a Louisa. And so that's where we are today. And and before we tap into the story, you guys, so of course, Jury's going to tell me my story live and you guys will be with me. And I, I hope it has a good ending, whatever we'll see. <laughs> but um, tell them about how your podcast is because you animate so much and all that good stuff, you know. So tell us about your guests and how that was. Yeah. So uh, what we've done is we've created, uh, at least for this first season, we've created audiobook versions of the stories. And so I record myself. I do sound design, do music. And Alicia, my wife, is an illustrator. She does paintings. And what we do, it, the podcast's purpose is to help people discover their story. Yeah. What is your life like as a story? Like, who are you? Where are you where, what's your identity? What's your destiny? And how can storytelling open your eyes so you can have that uh, sense of identity and destiny and also healing. And um, it's just amazing because when you realize that there's a story written about you, it gives you a sense of significance. It gives mm -hmm. you a sense like that someone is out there watching over me and caring for me. Uh, and so the podcast is basically each episode's one story and I interview, sometimes I have the person I wrote for as a guest and sometimes yeah. I don't. And then we present the story and then after we have a conversation, and we unpack the story, like, what does this mean? How does this hit your heart? What can we learn from this? And so the idea is to create aha moments yeah. for people to discover those identities. I think it's so important because identity is so powerful and so evolving. You're never one identity. You know, and I think your culture, your heritage also shapes your identity a lot of times. So sure. I, I'm just so excited to see what you have for me. But um, before we go on, hi, everyone. Hi, Myron. Oh, Myron's here, my agent, MJB Talent, you guys. Shout out to Myron. 
And awesome. um, I do have a lot of um, Armenian followers who want me to speak in Armenian, but um, I can't because jury won't understand that. But I will say this in Armenian, Varev, to all my Armenian followers, yes, just shot them, see them, but because in guess my huge if I said it right, um she has So shot shot mercy Okay, Ali, okay, wait, wait, wait. Cooking with Frankie's here too. Okay, now let's start about so do I just like sit down obviously and just listen? Is this how right. it's gonna be? So this is a story time, okay? So this is where you're going to let the theater of your mind picture, fill your mind and their emotions, your images and your ears. And it's not going to be terribly long. Don't worry. And, uh, and so let this journey touch your heart. Now, I just want to clarify for your audience. Did I ever interview for this story? No, you never no. interviewed me. No, no, not at all. You know, you don't know me like that. Well, you know me for a few years from Deluxe, but you've never interviewed me. Um, and I, I've been looking forward to this. I'm so excited. I know it's so authentic. It's so real. But quick thing, um, jury, so live is one hour. So it's 6.15 okay. now. I came on around like, what, 6.10 or something. But yeah. once we reach the hour, it always gives us a heads up. So I will let you know if we have like, you know, two minutes to go. And if we need to come back, we totally can. Just, okay. to, just for you to know. That's fine, and my story won't be that long, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, because I want to talk about it after as well. Absolutely. Are you ready? Yes, and well, before we start again, to, any, to everyone who just joined us, Jury is a storyteller who taps into people's minds and souls and can really pick out stories about themselves and their future. So now he is giving me my story live, and make sure to follow him after we'll talk about it. But the podcast is called Legends of the Wind. Okay, ready, set, go. All right. <laughs> well, here we go. The title is Glamour. <laughs> Oh All my right. God, Jerry! Wait, can I react like this or am I too much? You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Glamour? Oh mm -hmm. my God! Okay, okay, stop, Louisa. Okay, start. The woman grabbed her clutch and ran out the door racing to her taxi cab. She was late for her date and she did not know who she was meeting. Louisa's job faced her with a challenge. She worked hard at her profession and wanted to find the man in charge of a ritzy theater that just opened in the downtown arts district. Its name was the Ascent Auditorium. Her assignment was to report on the various celebrities who planned to show up. But the new owner was a man of mystery. Everyone talked about him, but no one ever saw him. She hoped to feature him in, his next in her next article. Earlier that day, Louisa received a knock on her door with a messenger who handed her an envelope that only had the theater's name on the ticket, on it with the ticket. It said, see me tonight. I have something to show you, 7 p.m., sharp. The problem was she was late. Just before her time to arrive, she dug through her closet, figuring out what, to, what dress to wear and to put on her <laughs> Always. Everything was on the line. She had to get this exclusive scoop. In the taxi, she finished her mascara and took a few deep breaths. Her ride arrived at the destination and dropped her off at the theater's front entrance. The crowd was teeming with excitement, and everyone looked very nice. Louisa got out her ticket and entered the lobby. Inside, it was spectacular. The red and gold ornaments, the lights were perfect. 
It was a throwback to the golden days of the cinema. Louisa showed her ticket to an usher and he took her to her seat. The crowd packed the theater. Everyone was hurrying to finish getting seated as the show was about to start. But the chair next to Louisa on the left was still vacant. Piles and piles of people kept filling the rows of seats, but none came to claim Louisa's empty mate. She thought to herself, maybe he will come and join me. But the lights dimmed and the orchestra played. The audience buzzed with thrill and excitement. Louisa held her breath. Then the curtain opened. In the center of the stage was a, was a chair, and sitting on it was a little boy about eight years old. He sat with his eyes closed, and on his lap were three balls. The music kicked up, and he started juggling the balls while still in the chair. Louisa looked with curiosity at this opening act. The boy opened his eyes and jumped up, still juggling, and did amazing tricks and maneuvers. The motion captivated Louisa, and the skill mesmerized her. She thought to herself about all her jobs and her projects and how difficult it was to manage time and energy. And yet this child juggled these balls with absolute perfection. Louisa looked down at her ticket. Excuse me, excuse me, pardon, sorry. Uh, my seat's over there. Louisa looked to her left and saw a man in a tuxedo making his way to the empty chair next to her. She was so excited and happy, she did not know who this man was. The man was handsome and sharp-looking. His watch was elegant, and the faint but pleasant cologne was pleasing to her senses. Love yeah, cologne. Is this, is this seat for you? The man smiled, and his teeth seemed to sparkle. He showed her his ticket and asked, J-22, correct? Yes, of course. The man sat down and watched the boy juggle. Louisa couldn't help but wonder if this man was the owner of the theater. Her burning curiosity filled her chest. She had to know. Excuse me, sir. Have you ever seen this envelope before? Louisa pulled out her invitation and showed it to him. Why, yes. I just got one myself today. Really? Louisa whispered in amazement. I got this today, too. I'm trying to meet the owner of the theater, but no one has ever seen him. Uh, everyone in the press is dying to meet him. They say he's mysterious and clever. Oh, is that what they are saying? Well, I'm looking forward to meeting him soon, too. I just wonder where. I work for the ad agency up the street. <sighs> Louise's heart sunk. This was a setup, she thought. This was a competitor, a snake. She was sitting with her enemy. Louisa wondered what to do. She was so close to another reporter who might get the scoop before her. She took a deep breath again and pondered her situation. All she knew from her experiences was to be herself and let her genuine heart shine. She understood she could fake it to make it, but those times never bore as much fruit as being authentic. Mm -hmm. It's nice to meet you then. The pleasure's all mine. I'm Alex. Louisa. The show continued and her heart grew more anxious. She looked around and the performances became more silly. It was a basic, basic tiny kid's vaudeville routine. More acts came out onto the stage. Louisa excused herself to head to the restroom. As she left, Alex watched her go and his eyes examined her every move. He smiled and sat back to relax in his chair. At the door, Louisa looked back at Alex. She wasn't so sure about him anymore. In the bath, Louisa washed her hands and got some air. She paced back and forth. There must be something else here. Why would I get an invitation and the owner wouldn't show up? Mm -hmm. The lights dipped in the bathroom and she knew it was intermission. But her, she, Louisa hurried back and returned to her seat and found that Alex was no longer there. 
The crowd was milling around and everyone was talking about the show. Louisa looked at the lobby for any clue. She headed back for the, she headed to the box office desk and found a clerk. Excuse me, I'm looking for the owner of the theater. Can you please direct me to him? The clerk was ever so professional and replied, and who are you to call him? I'm from the newspaper, the state presser. Uh, he invited me. Hmm, I'm sorry, but he isn't available for interviews today. <sighs> but can you tell me who he is? We've been trying to do a story on him for weeks. Sorry, but I'm not at liberty to speak to the press. You can call her main office tomorrow. Frustrated, Louisa fumed and turned around. The clock on the wall ticked when she looked around, searching. The lights dimmed. The crowd returned to the auditorium. Louisa watched everyone go in. Where is that Alex guy? I bet he's already found him. Louisa went up the stairs halfway to the balcony. She turned around to look over the crowd and saw nothing. No Alex, nobody. So she headed up higher and found the balcony rubbers. To her surprise, there was a rope and it was cut off access to prevent any seating. It was spacious and empty, and Louisa looked down below. The show's second act began, and dancers came out. Louisa watched and searched for Alex. Excuse me, Louisa, said a voice behind her. Louisa turned around and saw the difficult clerk from the box office. He found her. He will see you now. Louisa's heart skipped. Her effort was no longer in vain. She followed the clerk up some more steps and went higher and higher. The clerk led to a wing of side lights that shined down upon the stage, and then to some rafters above the ropes and pulleys of the stage that fly in and out the curtains and set pieces. Then the clerk stopped and pointed to the railing that went across the stage, but high above, about 60 feet above the show below. If you want to see him, go to the center of the railing and hold tight onto the ropes. Louisa looked and trembled. What? Are you crazy? I will fall. I can't go up this high. I'm afraid of falling. Are you telling me to be in the center stage? Am I part of the show? <gasps> the clerk smiled. It is up to your heart's desires. If you want to meet him, you must step out. You can always walk away, can't you? And then he left. The lights were down below and shined hot and bright. Louisa thought she was crazy. She pursued and worked hard, spending countless hours at her job, and now she has the biggest story of her life. It seemed things could end here, or she could take the risk and step out further. Louisa looked down and saw how high she was in the stage below. Determined not to give up, she took off her shoes and held them in her mouth by the straps and moved with care as she stepped out onto the narrow platform. Her hands and arms stretched out, grabbing the ropes as she moved to the center. Once there, she looked out and could see the crowd. They were smiling, but the height terrified her. She asked herself, how much longer can I do this? I must be crazy. I'm even crazier to do this. Suddenly, the platform moved, and the music below changed into a high piece energy, high piece energy piece. Louisa freaked out as she held onto the ropes, and the platform sank lower and lower onto the stage. Oh my God, I am part of the show. I am part of the show. I didn't know this would happen. Holy crap, what will happen next? The platform lowered and exposed Louisa on the stage. The crowd cheered and applauded. Louisa smiled and tried to compose herself as she looked around. The lights changed and the spotlight shined upon her. Then a voice over the speaker system blasted. And now, would the lady please be willing to step forward onto the stage? Did you receive your invitation? Louisa stepped down and slipped on her shoes. She pulled out her invitation. Here it is, the voice said, excellent. 
The platform raised up and returned to its place above the stage, and Louisa looked around. What is going on here? I'm not supposed to be part of the show. Alex then stepped out from behind the wings on this, from, onto the stage, and he said, but now you are, my dear. You, Alex, are you the owner? The music picked up a wonderful dance routine. Alex smiled and stepped in front of her, holding his hand. Would you be willing to dance with me? The request shocked Louisa. Every time she moved forward, there was another invitation, another opportunity to ask of her. But she had to choose. It was her life, her choice, her voice, her actions. Would she have the courage to see where things go? Louisa took his hand and the dance began. The music sounded wonderful and they spun around. Alex led with the grace came from Louisa. Her skill and balance were in perfect order. Her elegance and style let the whole show shine. The crowd went wild, their eyes fixed on her, and Louisa relaxed in the performance. Soon she was gliding back and forth on the stage. Her freedom even impressed Alex. With each twist and spin and every step, she gained more confidence. The dance was memorable and became passionate. Life and energy filled her. The more she danced, the more desire came into her. The music matched her desires, and Alex thought he was leaving her, but the focus was on Louisa. Everyone in the crowd saw her shine. The music ended at the moment Alex dipped Louisa down. He picked her up and took a bow and then gestured to his dance partner. Louisa was out of breath, but amazed. The whole routine surprised her as the entire crowd jumped to their feet, cheering her on. Louisa humbled, smiled, and did a little curtsy and bowed. Alex took her off the stage, but she pulled his arm with a fire in her eyes. Just who are you? Why did you do all this? You said you worked for the ad agency down the street. Are you trying to make fun of me, make me a show? Didn't you have fun out there? You surprised even me. And yes, I work for the ad agency because I own it, like I own many businesses. Louisa looked at him with sudden suspicion. Other businesses? Like what? Like this theater. Did you enjoy the show? Louisa's eyes grew enormous with surprise. You? You're the owner? Your name's Alex, right? Oh my God, I had no idea. Alex smiled with striking confidence. Louisa was trying to figure out everything in her mind. She looked up at him with caution. But why did you do all this for me? Alex looked down with loving, kind eyes. I wanted to see if you were in the business for yourself or not. I know you wanted the scoop, but I had to test you to see if you had the courage and perseverance and not lose your cool. You could have given up at any point. Let me ask you a question. What happened in the dance? Louisa looked down and thought for a moment. I just came alive. I was doing what I saw in my dreams. I found my passion, my life. Alex replied, and that is where you belong. Alex lifted Louisa's hands to his, his lips and gave it a small kiss. May you be in that place all the time. You always have the invitation here. He took her hand and placed it on her chest. Never forget the desires of your heart. Aww. Louisa found her cab again and stepped inside. The crowd on the street gathered around the vehicle, thrilled to see her go. They waved with full excitement. She sat back in her seat and wondered about all the evening's events and moments. It was too much to think through. She put her hand to her chin and looked out the window. The neon lights reflected on the window as they drove by. Awe and wonder filled her eyes. Louisa said, it looks like I found my scoop. Insectio. 
Oh my god, Jerry! I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> that is so me. I mean, everything about it, like the perseverance, the stage, the I think trying to find myself as a woman who I am, and then the fact that I had to go through all those hurdles and then it was my turn to shine kind of like that. Like I kind of understood that vibe, but also the fact that someone who was working so hard and always going to the next thing, like always trying to get the scoop. But I love how you said, I want to make sure you were doing it for yourself. Like, was that your passion? You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, how do you, how did you, how did that even come to your mind? That's crazy. Like, even the part towards the end where you're like, Luisa put her hand under her chin. When you said that, this was me. Like, that's so <laughs> I dead was, on. I wasn't watching. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, you know what's so funny? The coincidence? How yeah. did the name Alex come about? That's just what I heard when I wrote the story. What does that mean to you? Alex is someone very important because um, she is my mentor chef from Worst Cooks in America, Alex Gornicelli. Really? She's my chef. She, my chef, but she, I was on her team, Team Blue. Really? Yeah, she's a world-renowned chef. She wow. is, Guy Savoy was her mentor. I mean, you know, endless, endless. But, like, the fact that, like, the name Alex came to you and like I have such a great relationship with her and and she opened up a world of cooking for me the, uh -huh. this is just so weird right now this is the weirdest coincidence oh my god like what do you guys think do what you love love what you do yes yes Frankie that's so true nice good story love it what do you guys think of the story you guys have romantically I love it um Jerry, I still can't believe that it's Alex, the name that you chose. That is, but she's a woman, of course, but still, like, the name. You know what I right. mean? Right. Well, the, the name's very important. I, I like, it's like a, uh, it's just a word. It's just, it's just a, a, a thing that's it's a touchstone. I'll put it that way. And so sometimes certain phrases or words or names have a, have a significance. And when I get a story, uh, I don't necessarily know what, what that would be. It would be the person receiving the story that they would know why that's important to them. That's crazy. That's crazy that you didn't know that I was on her team and her name is Alex. To me, that's, I mean, there's never a coincidence, but the fact that <laughs> she is someone important in my life who opened up my eyes to something that I thought I could never do. She gave me confidence. She gave me strength. You know, like she's a very nurturing right. person, very maternal. And the fact that you picked her name, like Zach is saying, is he a psychic? I'm late. What do you want to say <laughs> to that, Jerry? Um, you know, I, some people may think I could be a psychic. Uh, I'm more of a mystical, spiritual person. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just have a, a creative spirit, a creative spirit. I really love seeing in my heart what people need. Uh, so it could be psychic, it could be, it could be prophetic, it, whatever label you put onto it, it there's a, just a gift that I carry. Um, and it's, it's very important because my heart is to empower people. I want to be able to enlighten them and give them hope and, and strength. And I tell you what, I have paid a price for this gift. And so I want to be able to help 
you and other people. So yeah. <laughs> like, you don't even know, Jury. There was a lot of questions I had about like a lot of things recently. Yes. And the fact that you just told me this story and yes. mentioned the name Alex just shows that whatever I'm deciding, I'm on the right path. Like I'm telling you right now, Good. no joke. This is not sugarcoating. No, this is not like, oh my God. No, this is true. Like everything in that story, even man in the suit, like how he, you described the man in the suit. I love men in suits. Like, right. first of all, Mad Men is my favorite show. I want my Don <laughs> Draper. Nice. He has to have cologne and he has to be in a good, you know, well-fitted suit, well-tailored. <laughs> so even when he said that, and then the high heels and the glam, like, I also got a very Carrie Bradshaw, Sex in the City vibe. You know what I mean? You know that show, right? You know yeah. that show, right? Yeah, of yeah. course. Okay. You mean for your story? Yeah, kind of oh, when yeah. you said the high heels and the window. Because, you know, Carrie's known for sitting by her window and typing up everything after her dates and stuff. So it's kind right. of like, it It was amazing. I, I felt a very Los Angeles but New York vibe as well. You know what I mean? And then, oh, it could be. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it could be anywhere, but also because that that's so much of my life as far as film and cinema and me being a you know, red carpet correspondent for like a few years. That's so much of my life where I have to get the scoop. If my producer says, you have to ask him this question. It's like, whatever happens, I can't go home until I give him that question. So it's kind of like, I, I really resonated with this, but. Oh, wow. Is jury a medium? Are you a medium? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I don't say medium, psychic, prophetic. I kind of just on my own thing. I'm more of a mystical, spiritual kind of person. So, you know. Um, so when am I getting married and having five kids? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want that now, you guys. <laughs> I'll have to write you a really long story for that. I guess I don't know. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, but... Amy, Amy said he told you to take the risk. Yes, I'm taking the risk. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, you know, for me, even though I received your story, um, I wanted to empower you. Like, you, you have taken risks. When you left Deluxe, you, you jumped out, right? You, you, you kept jumping, and you also didn't know where you were going. And that was the sense I was getting in your stories that you're a risk taker, and you can inspire other people to be risk takers as well. And it's scary, and you don't know what's going to happen. And the higher and higher you go, the greater the opportunity to fall, isn't it? And so well, I would yeah. say, Lisa, go for it. Whatever you are in your heart, whatever is in your written in your destiny, go for it. Go for it. It's funny you say that because um, at Deluxe, we would talk a lot about our careers. And, you know, I, I love Deluxe. It made me who I am. I've, I've met the best people, you know. But I was unhappy at my position because I was not thriving. I was not excelling. That was not me. So I told you, I'm like, I'm like, look, Jerry, I might want to quit and go back into entertainment. What do you think? You told me, be careful. It's going to be hard to make ends meet. It's, it's not. It's not secure. It's very unstable. You know, you have to. You know, really want it. And there's just a few steps that you got to take before. And I remember when I told you that I'm jumping, I can't anymore. I felt like being in the office, being in a cubicle, it was just like suicide to my soul. Like right. my creative juices were like, stop. I didn't know what I was doing. 
I'm like, I can't. And of course, with the support of my parents, luckily I, I live at home, so I have that cushion to fall back on. Without the support of my parents, I would not be where I am at all. Like, that's just right. number one. And um, when I called you and I told you, and you told me, you're like, you took the jump. Like, you did it. And then we kind of kind of connected throughout the years because you wanted to take that jump for a long time too because you have so many aspirations and goals. And I want to ask you as well, and I want you to talk about the Muppets because you have yeah. this huge story about them and, and share with my audience about that because I read the script. It's amazing. I didn't read all of it. Don't judge me. But I, whatever, I did, whatever I did read was amazing. So tell us about that. Well, um, in 2009, I had the fortunate opportunity to pitch at Muppet Studios at Disney. And at that time, it was a concept. And they loved it. But see, the thing is, Disney owns the rights to the characters. And I had to be invited by the studio to go see them and present my idea. Uh, so there's a lot of legal reasons for that. It's like non-solicited material. And um, they never said no. They never said yes. And, and on their end of things, they had a lot of challenges with the franchise. And while I was waiting to see what would happen, I wrote the concept into a script. And then I ended up making an audio book version of it for the whole thing to be like a table read. And um, what I wanted to do with that story was to help people find out their destiny, um, to give them permission to dream. So I'm not going to tell the storyline, but I want to tell the theme that it has to do with, um, you know, I'll say it this way. In the song, The Rainbow Connection, the, the song of the lyrics gives the answer to the studio's problem because they've been struggling to figure out how to handle Kermit and how to handle the franchise. Well, the song holds the mystery and it has to do with the lyrics of the Rainbow Connection. And it speaks about desires and destiny. And when you think about it, the Muppets are timeless. And what, what is common to everybody, but when everyone's different, right? You know, everyone has different races, different genders, different uh, whatever. Uh, but what's the one thing that unites them? They have a destiny in their heart. And so in that kind of writing, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to give people permission to pursue their dreams. Now, obviously, I don't know what Disney's ever going to do, and I don't know if they'll ever call me. And so I've set that project aside. But right now, for the podcast of Legends of the Wind, I want to do the same thing as Kermit for myself, where in yeah. this podcast... I want to help people find their dreams and their destiny and their identities through story. See, the thing is, story is very important. It's meant to give you revelation. Because you just can't go up to somebody and tell them directly, this is who you are and this is what you're supposed to do with your life. The stories hide treasures. And it's up to you as a reader or a viewer to go hunting and discover your treasure. And so that's what this podcast and all my writing does. And so I want to be able to open people's eyes where it's their discovery. I don't have to tell them. I just create an opportunity for them to see. And that's basically how I work. But, and you're at the same time, you're fulfilling your purpose and your journey and your, your intuition and everything while giving that gift to someone else. So you're yes. like simultaneously fulfilling your soul and what you want to do for the human race. You know, we can say that because... Everyone yes. has a story. 
Hollywood is built on filmmaking as far as stories. And a lot of times we talk about this, a lot of times it's, you know, books being adapted into films because for the last 10 years, we feel like storytelling, you know, has been coming from books because there's so many brilliant authors. And I remember right. at Deluxe when I told you, hey, I want to do a weekly movie review thing, which never happened, you guys, but that was my passion. <laughs> I, I love films. I love movies. I even told you, I'm like, I might want to go to film school. You know what you said? You guys, by the way, follow Jerry because he is a ball of information about everything. Cinema, movies. He's a good dad. He's a good, you know, he's a good uh, husband, all that good stuff. But um, you said, don't go to film school. Go to this website. What was it called? Free Cow? Uh, or, or could, could be something. Could be crazy. Creative Cow or, or Creative no, Cow was it CreativeCow.com? Yeah. How wait? How can someone book a storytelling with jury? Um. So uh, if you go to my website, uh, LegendsOfTheWind.com, I believe my wife has set up a, a link there. So what you mm -hmm. can do right now, um, we're actually doing a, a free promotion. It's kind of a contest uh, where if you go to website uh, LegendsOfTheWind.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, and um, become part of a member of our group, uh, we're going to be offering an opportunity for a random one person to be randomly selected to get their own story. Uh, the opportunity ends July 31st. But, um, yeah, so I think that my, I, I guess my wife put something in there if you want to purchase one. But right now, we're just trying to promote. Uh, what yeah, it's new. And, um, you know, we want to be able to get some excitement going on here. Yeah. yeah, and of course, it does have high value. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of time. And it's a lot of answers, I think, uh, being, you know, a lot of questions being answered. But I like that you guys are doing a giveaway now. Um, the, so the giveaway process, can you say again what they need to do? They have to go on yeah. the website. Yeah. Go to legendsofthewind.com and subscribe to our newsletter. And uh, I think it's a gold banner. Uh, and uh, put in your email address and your information and we'll be getting that data. And then we'll be choosing randomly one person to get a free story. And uh, if you want, uh, we can do it live for you as well, uh, whoever that person might be. And uh, so, the contest yeah. July 31st. So, so Darian is one of my cast members from Worst Cooks in America. And he is actually a former NFL football player with a Super Bowl, Super Bowl ring. He, 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 you know, he won the Super Bowl. He's an incredible person. Just like you, he's a father of four, actually, four girls. And he's from New Jersey. And um, he's a writer as well. So, Darian, you should for sure connect with Jury. Good night, Frankie. Oh, thank you so much. And I want to tell your audience, thank you very much for spending the time to listen to Luis's story and, and letting me converse with you guys. It was just so nice to meet you. It's, it's really nice. I'm really appreciative. You know, <laughs> I'm just so fascinated because even though you're in Wyoming, you know, you're still keeping so much of your dreams and your passion alive and you have your day job, but you're supporting your your podcast, which, like, what's your end goal with your podcast? Do you want it, like, what's what's your, like, you know, vision? Absolutely. So all these are short stories written for children and adults. And all of them are, we have multiple uh, ways of doing it. We're going to sell books from these. We'll sell audiobooks. 
uh, we could potentially create um, an anthology television series based on these stories where the short stories could be adapted into an episode. Uh, one of them that's going to be coming out, uh, I think I already did it, it's The Storehouse of Secrets. Uh, I have an idea how to make that into a cinematic television uh, miniseries. Wow. It's so, a lot of content. I mean, it just happened to come out of my heart. And um, it's just amazing because um, I have, I think the count now is at 56 stories already. I think wow. Uh, so, you know, I, I did most of these 10 years ago, but I'm starting up at doing this again. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's just great because every single story is very different because everyone is a different kind of person. Um, and... Um, you know, it's just an awesome time because the different genres, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. And and FYI, you guys, Jury went to USC Film School. Like, That's correct. This is like legit. It does not get better than USC Film School. I don't care if you guys like other film schools. I'll be I'll be happy <laughs> to say that was my dream film school, and it, it at times it still is because of the education, of course, because of the whole networking. But I mean, just. You know what? It has clout. It is what it is. We all know it does. But just the foundation. And um, I know you gave a lot of advice to a lot of people about film school. And like you said, there's so many other alternative ways to go without spending right. so much money. And uh, do you still think yep. that's true? You think it, there's ways to like kind of yes, beat it? I think, I think that debt is a, is a killer of dreams. And uh, if you think about how much money per month you're going to spend on paying a student loan payment in debt, when if you didn't have that and you could find alternative methods to get the same kind of education and learn the same level of learning, but use that money for a 401k or for an investment, you're going to be building wealth instead of going down a hole. Yeah. And so I, 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 um, that's my position. Uh, and so... I want to be able to make sure that people don't find themselves trapped in a situation that they will regret. What did you take away from film school that really sticks with you until today? Um, my mentor was a guy named Norman Holland. He was the editing chair, and he was one of my boss for many years. I love him. He passed away about a year or so ago. And um, he emphasized to me that it's always about the story. Uh, because storytelling is not an easy thing and to do it right is very challenging and, and, and it's so hard to to get it right even I struggle I don't claim to have it all um, you're so good though jury oh my god that was like smooth as velvet it was like oh, thank a, you. amazing I would but, probably butcher it <laughs> you did it so well thank you very much you know I think because in tapping into people's story uh, is very important. What I learned at film school, like my first semester, I, I did a, a, a short film about shadows and silhouettes. And it was there I discovered what I call shadowed language. So shadows are not a thing of substance, they're the form or representation of substance. And hiding in the shadow is gold. And wow. so if you tell a good story that have shadows of things, not direct storytelling where they preach at you or they hit you over the head with some sort of an idea, but hidden in them is the characters or the, the emotions. And in there is the treasure. And if you're a perceptive person and your heart is ready, those treasures can open up for you in your, in your eyes. And that's, that's what I learned in, in film school. 
And I learned how to, how to create stories that way. And it's not just writing because it goes into design, it goes into the lighting, it goes into the art, the, 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 the graphics, the whatever. The shadows are, are multifaceted in different areas of filmmaking and in acting. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love that. I learned that there. And, I, and no one taught me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's what you took away from that until this day you use and you think about that. I think that right. the thing about education is sometimes it doesn't give you the, the job, but it enhances your critical thinking skills, enhances the noodle, and it gives you options. And I love it. But I was going to say, I still remember your favorite film that I asked you years ago, and I still know what it is, if I'm not mistaken. What did, I, what did you what Blade did Runner. Yes, yes. I, I love Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack too, right? You love Blade Vangelis. I, I, I was listening to Vangelis today. <laughs> this is so amazing. This was supposed to happen. Like the universe is amazing. Um, before, I, we still have 10 minutes. We're good. Okay, good. Any good, questions good. for a jury? If you guys have it, um, please ask away. Darian's like, my wife says we never win anything, so we might as well just book it. <laughs> so you... <laughs> That's <laughs> so, great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Jury, besides Blade, Blade Runner, what else is yeah. your favorite movie? Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Nice. Um, what's very interesting is um, that movie speaks to me about destiny. It speaks about the heart, uh, that there's something that draws you that is unexplainable. And you have all these characters that have these, uh, you know, supernatural sci-fi experiences with aliens. And they're drawn toward the devil's power in Wyoming. Well, that's where I'm from. I'm from Wyoming. And, and, and so in the movie, they were getting coordinates from the aliens. And so they had like the printout of all the, the, the numbers. And they were like, what's your coordinates? And so they rolled down a hallway, a large a globe. Uh, and they, they, the depth of field of the focus where their fingers are lining up, where is this located? The, the focus point was so narrow that they were so showing Wyoming. Wow. And the picture uh, was the only readable word was Thermopolis, where I grew up. That's okay? insane. And I've always been drawn to, to, to storytelling. I like worlds. That's why I like Blade Runner. Blade Runner speaks because it's a world. It, it just is so rich with uh, uh, everything as characters, set design, lighting, and storytelling and, and adventure. But the movie, The Close Encounters of Third Kind, speaks to me because there's something in my heart that draws me toward my destiny. And I, I know it's universal for whatever is deposited in another person's heart. And I really believe in that kind of calling. Uh, and so that, that why, that's really why that movie speaks to me. Yeah. Have you seen any real aliens in life? Amy wants to know. Um, no, I have not. <laughs> you know why she's asking? Because Amy is a huge believer in aliens. Do you believe in okay. aliens? Do you believe in aliens? I believe it could be possible. I believe that it's always possible. You know, I've never seen it. Myself. I mean, I've seen some weird like UFO things in the sky once before, but uh, I'm certain that there could be something more out there. I will put it that way. Yeah. So... About Legends of the Wind and to our audience, what, what else yeah. do you want to leave behind to, to our viewers today? Because this has been such an amazing conversation. Just, I love it. 
And I just want to make I sure think, we I, answer everyone's questions. Yeah, I go ahead. I would ask, thank you, I'm sorry. I would ask the audience to share and spread the word because yeah. all the episodes that we've already published, all those are great stories. They're already published. They have great conversations, great guests. And um, go digest, go eat it up, kind of like binge watch it. And, and really uh, listen to the story and listen to the conversation. Let it empower you and then tell everybody in your life about it. Because what we want to do is spread the word. And, um, and we want to be able to let people know that there is an opportunity for them to know their own story. Uh, and, yeah, and the, so, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the one that stuck out to me the most, was it the bears or which one was it? But the father son relationship, there was one in there. Uh, you mean the ocean's vision? Yes. Yes. I think ocean. it, it was ocean, ocean's vision, but it was also the, the mother who was a producer talking about the sons. I really liked that one as oh, well. That one would be the four young boys. So that would be my friend, Joanne Tan. Joanne Tan is uh, 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 married to Phil Tan. He, they're all in the industry. You know, her young oldest son, Louis, uh, is going to be starring in the new Mortal Kombat movie coming out next year. Wow! Yeah. Amazing. So Joanne and I, Joanne and I are very close. We've known each other for since 2007, and we're very close. And so with her story, it wasn't her story, but because she has four boys, and this story talks about four young boys and yeah. the gift giving, the the bestowing of your gift and your purpose. She really identified with that, and so check it out on our YouTube I, channel. I I loved it because one thing that stuck to me, like stuck out to me, was how. She enrolled her children in schools that would be specifically great for that child. You know, if someone was artsy, he went to art school. Like, you don't just put all your children in one school thinking they're going to excel the same way. But anyway, I love that. But you guys can check that out at legendsofthewind.com. And you can subscribe there. But I also want you to talk about Alicia and her amazing work. Yes. Oh, Please. my gosh. Thank you for bringing her. So of course. Our, our website is designed by my wife. All the paintings are done by her. She's from Art Center School of Design in Pasadena. She's an illustrator. She does the paintings. Uh, she's amazing. Alicia's a great a mother, beautiful. a great wife. Yep. Oh, my God. She is my rock. And um, she's also very business savvy. So she's got this great duality of creativity and artistic sense. But she's really wise with her business and strategy. And that, that's something I don't have, really. I don't have either. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, she's very great at administration, but also creativity. It's an amazing mixture. And I would not be here today doing any of this without Alicia. At all. That's so amazing. Uh, beautiful shout out to Alicia and your beautiful daughter, Kylie. Yes. Um, and um, wait, before we go, because we have a few minutes, Zach had yes. said, who are the pictures behind you? Oh, okay. So this is my grandfather, Bob. Yeah, that one really stuck out to me. Bob, is that his name? Yeah, Bob DeGruti. And then my, uh, he's my step-grandfather. And then this is his wife, uh, Blackie. Oh, I guess you can't see. The one, the That's black fine. and white. Uh, the black and white one right there is my grandfather, my uh, Gene Reed, my mom's dad. Wow. And then this is my uncle, great uncle and aunt. And so this is uh, some of their family That's pictures. That's amazing, Jerry. Awesome. Thank you. And where can everyone find you on Instagram and on Facebook? Definitely mention all your social media handles. 
Yeah. So you can go to on Instagram at Legends of the Wind underscore podcast. You can go to uh, Legends of the Wind on at Facebook, and you can um, go to our YouTube channel as well, uh, Legends of the Wind there. And the easiest way is to go to our hub, which is our website, legendsofthewind.com. And you can branch out and go anywhere from, from that, that central location. And you have a personal Instagram page as well, right? You don't use it that much. But I, I, I don't really. I've never used it, no. Yeah. And you're on Facebook, yeah. too. You're, you yes, know, I am. Yeah. If you yeah. guys want to add him and say hello or have any questions, again, great source great. information. Yeah, 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 for sure. This was so great, Jerry. Can I have my story in writing? <laughs> yeah, we were going to get you some. Also, Alicia's already started figuring out what your illustration will be. So she's going to oh do a creative God. painting. So, yeah. I am so excited. I love my story. And I'm not just saying this. It really did clarify something for me. And I'll tell you more about that after. But, like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I taking risks, being authentic, and I think it's just everything. Thank you so much. This thank has you. been so amazing. Um, thanks for our audience for joining us tonight. Uh, Jerry, anything else before we wrap it up? Oh well, I just want to thank you for giving me and Alicia this opportunity. And I, you know, it's an, here's the deal: I get jealous of the people who receive their story. <sighs> Because I want that for me too. But I'm actually a servant giving it to someone else. And so sometimes I go, oh, I just wish someone would give me a story. And so it is an honor to be that function in your life. And I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to bless you today with this whole thing. So thank you. You're so amazing. And Alicia is online with her Instagram. She's saying Kylie really wants to say hi. Hi, Kylie. <laughs> Hi, Kylie. That's cute. Oh, how <laughs> cute is that? Well, I mean, I'm blessed to have have you here, you know, and, you. And, and, you know, receiving your story, Jury. And I, and I think you're such a good, authentic friend. You've been supportive of me throughout the years. Um, yes. and, and we will continue to support each other. And, and I'm just, I'm blessed to know you. Thank God for Deluxe, right? How else will we yes. have met? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, thank you. Thank you, and have a great time. Have a great night, and thanks again, and we'll be in touch for sure. All right. Thank you, Lucy. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, hi, Kylie. Oh, oh, Kylie. my daughter, Kylie. I, I, want to, I want to know how old you are since your birthday happened. Oh. She wants to use your birthday gift. <laughs> well, a woman doesn't really reveal her real age. Yes, Kylie. Yeah, we'll get you a gift for her. Don't worry. <laughs> you don't ask that. Oh my okay. God. <laughs> I don't care. I'm 30. I don't care. I say it loud and proud. <laughs> okay. Well, she, she's a big deal about birthdays. So. <laughs> well, I, I'm a Gemini, uh, Kylie. June 2nd, 1988. Oh my God, how cute is that? Oh my They're God, I love that. Their hair ties. <laughs> oh, I have the clear one. I have the clear. They're the best. Those scrunchies or whatever they're called. It's so amazing. Yeah, awesome. I discovered something okay. new. Can I thank Would you? you? Like to say goodbye they have to go. Now. But I want to show their beautiful. Show oh, me. So no, we still have a minute, Jerry. We're good. We have a minute. A minute. Okay. We have no a worries. minute and thirty-seven seconds. <laughs> Where is it? What is she showing me? How How old is she now? She'll be six soon. We, I made the color. Oh my god, how cute! Is that a I fish? Can, is there a fish inside? Make, huh? 
Is there a fish? No, they don't eat marker. Wait, what's inside? Nothing, just water, just water and marker ink. I can make it different colors without marker ink. Napkins, then we put the marker on the napkin. We squeeze and you made that all by yourself, Kylie. And we squeeze it in here. And then, if you want to do a quick rip, do that once and then put water in. That is so cool, Kylie. You can try it. I I will try it. And you're very lucky to have such a great mom and dad. (laughs) So, thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Good night. I'll talk to you guys right. soon. Thank bye. Bye bye. Bye.